1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. Here he is. We're a little late, Gary, but better late than never. Here's... You know, rock and roll is sometimes a little late. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it's Madonna late. Sometimes, sometimes axle it's late. just a few minutes late. Or Axel late. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a few minutes late. Tonight, or this morning, we're, uh, I'd say we're Madonna late, but that's all right. I wouldn't call it now. We're not Madonna late yet. We're not in, we're, it's not, it's not lunchtime yet. <laughs> true, true. So what's going on? Well, I guess, you know, I think, I think we start with uh, what was, you know, to me, there were two, the two big news pieces of the week. One was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being announced, excuse me, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees being announced, uh, oddly, on a Saturday. <laughs> You know, mid morning on a Saturday of Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, they they did this because Disney Plus wanted it done during the annual critics uh, convention, the you know, TV writers convention that's going that was going on in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So they wanted to it to rule out there. I think you know, but I think the net result is obviously in less than twenty four hours you're being eclipsed by the Super Bowl, right? And then everything that goes with that. But they did announce. A class of 15, 10 of which are first-time nominees, including you could hear the cheers and the exhales of relief for Foreigner and Peter Frampton, uh, certainly finally getting their shot in, in the discussion. Uh, also on the list is Ozzy Osbourne as a solo act, uh, Sinead O'Connor coming you know, a year after her death, Lenny Kravitz, Jane's Addiction, uh, who are actually getting their second shot, uh, Cher is getting her first shot after saying, if elected, she will not serve. Uh, Mariah Carey is getting her shot. Oasis is also a first-timer, and it only it took less than 48 hours for Liam Gallagher to come out and say, let's just say not nice things <laughs> about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in that inimitable way that he has. Well, uh, it has uh, kind of, you know, it's done that to itself over the years with yeah. uh, some of the things it's done. Listen, anything like that, a Grammy Awards and Oscars, whatever, where you are going to disappoint more people than you please, is going to have that as an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course, has gone well afield of what most people would call rock and roll, and that's created its own issues. But, you know, I think we're happy to see Frampton and Foreigner in the discussion, certainly. Ozzy is a solo act. I know a lot of people are uh, pleased about as well, I think the head scratchers on the list, you know, be, become you know these kind of outliers of Mary J. Blige and Eric B. and Rakim and the Tribe Called Quest, even Cool in the Gang. You know, I think people are you know the the question. Fair enough is is that is that rock and roll uh, for its purposes? The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has decided yes by inducting a number of R and B and pop and hip hop acts. I think he, all right is that. An indication that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame itself is declaring that rock is dead and they need to branch out into other formats? They wouldn't phrase it that rock is dead. I think what they would phrase it is rock and roll encompasses more more than just long-haired white guys with guitars. 
Yeah, that's, that's how that's they phrase the it. But statement, and that's the debate. Do you think they, they're thinking, we can't just stick to this rock format? I mean, the Grammys hardly recognize rock anymore. Right. And, and they're also they're also thinking they want to make big money every year from a TV show. And if an HBO or a Disney Plus is going to air you, you need to you need to have broad relevance. Right. And we we are getting to a point where, as much as they deserve to get in, the foreigners and Peter Framptons don't draw the audience the size of audience that a Disney Plus is going to want. Mm-hmm. So they want that greater di- diversity. There's a lot. To, there's a lot that goes in the discussion. Some of it valid. I mean, you know, we can look at some of the rap acts who are in there, even A Tribe Called Quest and Eric B. and Rakim this year, and say, you know, there's real rock and roll spirit to those guys. They probably have more rock and roll spirit than Mariah Carey, let's say. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. we can talk about, you know, we can talk about rock and roll as a spirit rather than slavishly defining it as, like I said, long-haired white guys with guitars. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And listen, it keeps it keeps everybody talking about it, right? So, so we had you know we had that, and then of course we had we had the Super Bowl and everything that came in its wake. This was a very you know very this was a very newsy Super Bowl beyond just the musical performances. You know, Usher, which I which I thought was very good, and which I'm getting a chuckle out of Mariah Carey's segment. Um, you didn't even have to be an astute listener to hear that her voice cracked in the first line, of, you know, at the very beginning of her performance. Well, the good folks at the NFL, before they posted it online, went back and auto-corrected, you know, and auto-tuned so that she sounds like she's singing in tune the entire time. I don't mind that, no. really. And the fact of the matter is she was singing live, so good for her. Right, exactly. It's something you know? that's not done all that much anymore. No. No, so you know, Usher went out there, did did a big job, then left. He the got Super on roller skates. He got on roller skates. We haven't seen that before. No. Then he, uh, then he, you know, presumably showers off, uh, leaves the Super Bowl, and gets married. Yeah. That right night, I mean, right after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he and his girlfriend over the past few years, they have two kids together. They went and got married. You know, talking about putting two very memorable occasions. Right. That's into, doing it in style, right there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Taylor Swift, you know, made lots of news. She, if you took a shot for every time they showed her, and especially even in the pre-show when they showed her arriving, walking up the yeah. stairs, getting into the suite, if you took a shot every time, you were gone by the first quarter. I well, no, they, they well, yeah, pre-game, but they didn't show her at all in the first quarter. Um, I beg to differ. I don't As think somebody who was taking a shot. Were you? Um, yeah. Because we had a yeah. bet in the house how many times they were going to show her in the first quarter, and I thought zero, zero was the winner. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure we saw her once or maybe twice. We definitely saw her several times during the first half. Yeah, during the first, then the second quarter it was like, you know. Yeah, that it was, well, when the Chiefs started going, the yeah. cameras started going to Taylor. Right. Uh, the funniest thing about that whole thing was we saw the Ice Spice, we saw the Blake Lively, you know, we saw Jason Kelsey and all that. It took till the next day till we knew that she was hanging with Paul McCartney too. Yeah. And some surface photos of Paul hanging out with her, and then you know, and then you know the bunch of other people. Shaq. Who came up? Yeah, Shaq, who specifically came to meet her, and apparently when he shook her hand, he like you know his hand encompassed her whole forearm. <laughs> yes, I've, Cause, cause I've actually Shaq. witnessed that happen when yeah. uh, he shook my wife's hand. And oh, it okay. literally went up to her elbow. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely is. And then, you know, and then, you know, we had Taylor, and then Beyonce uh, makes news. She was there in her cowboy hat, foreshadowing, and she announced that during a commercial, a new album, uh, Renaissance Act 2, which will be a country-themed album. She's released a couple of new songs, and she's, you know, we'll, we'll have the album out on March 29th, and it's going to take kind of a, a country direction. What's up with that? Well, you know, she has done country-flavored songs, and I'll put that in quotation marks. Really? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She's collaborated with the, Dicks, with the Chicks oh, okay. um, and things like that. And, you know, she has that. She does have that little bit of Texas girl in her uh-huh. uh, still. So I think it's going to be a country album through the Beyonce filter. You yeah. know, I, I don't think we're talking about, you know, Nashville... RCA Studio A. Won't be a Merle-sounding record? Yeah, you know, you're not going to confuse this with old Poncho and Lefty. (laughs) Um, You know, but it'll have have some of that that flavor, maybe a little twang uh, to it. And, you know, I don't think, I don't know that this is an attempt to finally get that Grammy for Album of the Year that we talked about uh, last week. But she, you know... To her, to her credit, as much as yes, she's a huge pop and R and B diva. She's done a lot of adventurous and ambitious things in her career, and this is—I'm going to take this one at face value. It's—you uh, don't think it has anything to do with Taylor Swift being a country? Artist? You know, no, I don't see Beyonce going backwards like that. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of do the You know, I think if Beyonce were really gunning for it, we'd get some more futuristic type of album. I, I, so I'm taking this one really at face value, that this is just a kind of music she likes and wants to make and wants to throw her, pun intended, hat in the ring okay, yeah. of that world, and we'll see how that world reacts. A uh, lot's well, going to depend on how country it is. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So we'll see. So yeah, so you know, we have Super Bowl was the most watched Super Bowl ever, all the good stuff. We had some fun commercials, made some news during the commercials. You know, records were set, and, you know, we get to move on from that. A bit of sadder but not unexpected news comes that Brian Wilson is set to be placed under a conservatorship after being diagnosed with dementia. This comes in in the wake of the recent death of his wife, uh, Melinda uh, Ledbetter, passing away. She was his manager, his caretaker, and, you know, their, their children are not old enough to, to take care of him yet. So uh, so there was a filing in court this week by two of his long-term representatives, his business manager and his publicist, both of whom I know. So this is not one of those weird conservatorship things. These are, these are two women who have been working with him for a long time and, and genuinely care about the guy. Oh, good. How so, old is he now? He's 83. Okay. And, you know, like I say, sadly, he was already damaged goods and sadly now has dementia. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is, but this is one, though, where you can, you can feel good that he will be taken good care of. Okay. Uh, you've been chomping at the bit to go see Hate to Love Nickelback. That's the documentary that, appeared in Tor- that premiered in Toronto in September. Mark uh, March 27th and 30th on your calendar. It'll show for those two nights only in theaters before going to a streaming service or wherever it, it will be. And, you know, it got pretty good marks as a, as a solid documentary about Nickelback's career and, 
including all the ups downs and and why people love to hate them. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that because uh, I don't quite get it. I I think they're good. Yeah, they're you know listen there, and I've I've likened them to RJ to this generation's Bachman Turner Overdrive. On many occasions, they are a meat and potatoes rock and roll yeah. band. You know, formerly at this point, long-haired white guys with guitars. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, but nice long-haired white guys with guitar because they're nice. Canadian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's they are. You know, if you're a hipster, yeah, I get I get hate Nickelback just like you hated Creed. Yeah. Um, and then you probably, when it comes on the radio, you probably turn it up and sing along. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want anyone to catch you, but uh, uh, you're turning it up. Yeah, but I, but the documentary, like I say, has gotten lots of good marks for what it's about. Also in theaters uh, this week is uh, Bob is the Bob Marley movie yeah. One Love. Um, it is. I saw. I got to see a screening of it earlier in the week. It's 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 solid. It's kind of uneven. I do like it better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, you weren't um, a big fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm not Rhapsody. a big fan of Bohemian Rhapsody, but I will also say it's not Walk the Line or Ray either. Okay. You know, even though Kingsley Benadir is really good as Bob Marley, but, you know, you can't go too wrong with the music. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah, it's well worth it. The thing, the thing that happens in the movie is at the end you start to see real footage of the real Bob Marley, and then, you, then it's like... You're watching it, and it's like, oh, okay. So what we did see was just a reasonable facsimile. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the real guy, and you just sense the, the magnetism. Oh, right. I can um, see that. Yeah, but it, but it is, you know, it is not wasted time um, in the theater. Uh, we have some news on the song sale and publishing front to close with here. Uh, Rod Stewart is selling the rights to his catalog to Iconic Artist Group for close to $100 million dollars. And this is Irving Azoff's group, so you know Rod. Rod, yeah, I think I liked Rod's comment that uh, that uh, Irving and I are a couple of old timers. <laughs> so he uh, he trusts Irving. Yeah, that's um, and that's fair enough. It was it Sony is. Music is buying Michael Jackson's catalog in what will be a landmark deal. It's going to be for anywhere from six hundred million to one point two billion dollars. Wow. And then Queen is reportedly on the verge of selling their catalog for a reported $1 billion. Everybody's cashing in. Well, you know, these are, these have been some of the ones we've been spotlighting as holdouts. As, you know, and then, well, when, you know, their catalogs have got to be worth something. Cream has been a, excuse me, Cream. Queen has been a, a prime target for a lot of these people. And uh, funny, funny, you know, we're talking about this, and I see a press release just came into my email that the Village people have sold their publishing. <laughs> yeah, their how ma- much did they and get? And their master recordings, their name and likeness. So you and I and Bob and Brian could get a, could get a lease to be the Village people. <laughs> I call the Indian. Maybe. That, that might be a good retirement oh, wait, I, plan. I call, the, I call the policeman. All right. I'll be uh, the construction worker, I guess. Wait till we tell those guys when they get back what we're, what we're doing. <laughs> Good plan, Gary. All right, listen, you have a great weekend. All right, you too, man. I'll see you next week. See ya.